Welcome to Five Cats, Two Pussies. This is Ronnie. And this is Lindsay. And we're in the studio with Engineer Dan, and our ritual candle is lit. And we're excited to chat with you today. We've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. But first, Lindsay, how was your day? My day was really good. I took um, the three animals to the vet. We only talk about two of them. I know, but there are three. So we have to acknowledge that there were three of them there. One of the ones that we do talk about got awarded nicest cat of the day at the vet. Aww. Yeah, yeah, it was Mister. He is a nice guy. He's he's usually pretty nice. Don't touch him when he's sleeping. But... Oh Jesus! <laughs> what, wait, what happens when you touch him when you're sleeping? He just gets kind of pissed and he oh. wants to bite you. Oh. He's like he's right. he's really snuggly and he loves people. He wants all of the head bumps. Um, and at the vet, he's a super confident guy. Like you open up his cat carrier. He has the, he has the soft kind where you like unzip it from the top Oh, nice! and he pops his head right out all the time. And they're always like, Whoa, <laughs> usually they're cowering in there. And he, but he's like, what's going on out here? Get me out of this thing. Who can I head bump now? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he's just the most confident guy. And he just struts around the room and rubs all over their legs. They were like, Holy shit. Nicest cat of the day award. Nice. Well, congratulations, mister. What's mister's real name again? Remington. Remington. Yeah, it's a terrible name. (laughs) Congratulations, Mr. Remington, on nicest cat of the day. (laughs) That's super cute. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that coughing fit there, Engineer Dan. Pterodactyl, when she went to the vet, she goes to the vet. She's, She's a really sweet gal. But she doesn't want people touching her. Not really strangers. She hates being in the cat carrier. She just meows and meows and meows. And then she kind of, you know, you let her out and she slinks around the office. She doesn't like being picked up. She's just kind of like, get away from me. Let me go snuggle the dog. She's she's a pretty self-sufficient little lady, though. She is. She's a very independent little woman. Yeah, I feel like she's like that in your apartment, too. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So at least she's like, they're consistent. They are, for sure. For sure. Um, In the apartment. She likes it when people come over, though. She'll just come up and sit there and stare at them. Well, uh, I'm glad that Mr. got acknowledged, finally, for the special little man that he is. Uh, a little bit later today, we're going to talk about some other special little fellows in our lives. My houseplants. We got a, a new record that I want to share with you because there was this whole explosion of listening to music for your plants in the 70s and Man, is it something. So we're going <laughs> to chat with, uh, with all of you about that in a little bit and the effect that it may or may not have had on Sasha and Mitch. We also are going to be talking about another herb. Yes, I'm excited about this one. There's a lot to talk about here. We're definitely not going to cover everything that could possibly be said about this, but we are going to find out whether or not you can smoke it. Uh, and yeah, I think that we'll take a little break. We'll drop in a little teaser here of some Fantasia music, Plantasia music. I'm going to call it Fantasia at least twice more today. It's close enough. And I'll tell you a little bit about Mitch and Sasha.
last time we recorded, you started to share a story that kind of disturbed me, made me a little suspicious <laughs> of my neighbors. Uh, so I want to hear a little bit more about uh, about my neighbor, the experience that you had, and uh, and then talk a little bit about the, what this has made me think of. I don't want to give away your story, so I guess I'm no, going to... Yeah, I'll yeah, shut yeah, up yeah. now. It's and you, totally cool. Yeah. So you yeah, tell your story. Your neighbor is fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so last weekend, a bunch of us were out in your yard, and four of us were in the side yard. We were playing that washer toss game, yep. right? Where you just like toss the washers into the thing and try to get into the thing. So... Not only did some bloodsucker attack my face and leave welts all over it. Yeah, that but, was pretty funny. <laughs> but while we were playing, I started hearing this like low humming, singing. It was kind of a mixture of both. Very quiet at first. Very quiet. It was like a... Something like that. I don't know. Uh, okay. A week ago. So I asked the dude standing next to me, right, who's playing on my side sure. of the game, do you hear that? And he's like, hear what? I don't hear anything. He, he doesn't talk like that. That was just me trying to do a deep guy voice. <laughs> dude. All, <laughs> all dude voices end up being either like professors or <laughs> beer drinking Neanderthals. Yeah, I don't know he why. Doesn't, he doesn't sound like that. That's just like me trying to do a dude voice. Um, he was like, no, I don't hear anything. And I was like, there's this like weird, creepy, low, like singing coming from the neighbor's yard. And he was like, oh, I don't hear it. And slowly it started getting louder. And he was like, holy shit, I do fucking hear that. What the hell? And he started getting creeped out too. So we're like peering into their yard. It's a, it's a much smaller yard than yours, but there's a ton sure. of plants growing yeah. in that yard. They have it on a, like planted in the yard, um, in pots on the porch. And I was like, maybe she's singing to the plants. <laughs> I love this. So you <laughs> you had filled me in a little bit on this. Um, and I love this for several reasons. One, I don't know my neighbors at all very well. Uh, I knew immediately when you were like, I heard your neighbor humming. I knew exactly which neighbor it was. Like, no <laughs> questions about it. And uh, she and I have only conversed um, twice. And once was about the very invasive grapevine that lives in our backyard, which we didn't plant and we don't control, but uh, she's generally pretty pissed at because it, it grows in her yard too, uh, as grapevines are wont to do. And the second one was uh, I was out uh, foraging some garlic mustard earlier this spring and uh, she like was sort of out poking around just generally being nosy I guess I don't know maybe she was lonely uh but she like came over to the fence but not like in a neighborly like arm on the fence hey how's it going neighbor? it was like a what are you doing and I'm like I'm picking garlic mustard you can make pesto out of it and I was just like horrified so I knew exactly which neighbor this was that was singing or humming to her plants it strikes me as the type of neighbor who, and I've known neighbors like this before, who, who's, you know, 
kind of getting up there in age and who like probably walks around in her bra and undies while she's hanging her laundry out to dry. Man, I hope I'm that neighbor. <laughs> I hope I am like as comfortable and free spirited to hang my like laundry in my underwear and just do my own thing and be like this bratty person over here probably doesn't even know what she's picking. And I'm like, pesto, make a pesto. <laughs> uh, in any case... This made me think of singing to your plants in general. And uh, recently, unrelated to that story, Engineer Dan and I got a new album, or actually he got the album. And I want to talk a little bit about that and singing to your plants and talking to your plants and like, what, like, is that something that you do? Do you have house plants? We haven't really talked about like our indoor plants a lot. Uh, nice. We haven't talked to them about or talked about them like that a lot i can't grow them you're much better at it than i am (laughs) i have two i have two successful indoor house plants i have mitch who is a philandrian i can't really it's a sweetheart plant i can't pronounce that word very well uh he's uh actually spawned children there is a second little mitchling out there in the wild also prospering And I have Sasha, who is a generic spider plant. And we'll talk more about Sasha in a minute because we've also got this sweet, sweet album to discuss. So I'm going to give you a little bit of history on this Plantasia album. Um, Forgive me, I am not super knowledgeable about the gentleman who wrote it, the movement that created it. I had heard, like... I think as a child that if you like said hateful words to a tomato in a bottle, it would rot faster than if you said loving words to a tomato in a bottle. And we tried to do that experiment. You never, you're giving me a weird look. You never did that experiment in school. I never did that experiment in school. But why would you be mean to a tomato? It's just a cute little tomato. It was something about like the power of words and like the vibrations in your voice have an effect on molecules. So the tomato wasn't on the vine. No, no. It was two tomatoes, two identical generic grocery store tomatoes in like, I don't know, like pop bottles or something. Wow. That was super Canadian. I did. You, did you I, say called, pop? I did. I did. I called them pop bottles. <laughs> I haven't said the word pop in years. <laughs> I thought about my childhood and now it's pop. Oh dear. <laughs> I have lived in a, a, a few different places where people call soda pop. It's it's uncomfortable. You adapt. It's you know. <laughs> but these these two tomatoes, like they were in I don't know, they were in plastic bottles of some sort. Uh, I think they were like on plate, like paper plates, and it was like a, a soda bottle cut in half and put upside down over top of it. Kind oh, of thing. okay, right, right. Yeah. So there was no like exposure to air. So I'm not even sure how the vibrations of your voice were even supposed to go through the plastic to hit it. But we had one that we talked only nice things to, like "Hello, Mr. Tomato, how are you today? You're." super pretty and red or whatever like or just like (laughs) simple things like i love you tomato and then we had another one that we were like you're gross and ugly and disgusting we hate you tomato we want you to die and the one that we like spoke hateful words to rotted a little faster than the other one wow that could have been any number of things like there was more germs on your hands when you touched that one or something but but we we did that potentially yeah yeah sure maybe we should try our own little experiment like that oh i don't think i want rotting tomatoes in my house well no we could do it outside though fair fair we we could consider that we're gonna get scientific 
But uh, this all stemmed from in the 70s, there was a big movement of talking to your plants. And I have some facts, internet facts. So I know I'm super scientific in my research here. Give me one second. It's not Wikipedia, is it? It's not. <laughs> uh, so it's the combination of several uh, several different magazine articles because this album um, is called Mother Earth's Plantasia, Warm Earth Music for Plants and the People Who Love Them. And this was a big deal. This is a reissue. Uh, and it was a big deal when it came out in the 70s, I think. Uh, but it sort of came around a couple of different things. And, and I think it's kind of a big deal for, uh, for one in particular reason, aside from it followed this book called The Secret Life of Plants. Um, in The Secret Life of Plants by, I think, a gentleman named Tompkins, uh, they suggested that plants loved music and uh, were also like listening to your secrets and could tell whether you were lying and a bunch of other crazy. They can tell whether you're lying. Yeah. That's bananas, man. Do you think your plants know if you're lying? My plants all die. They hate me. (laughs) They maybe they know that you're lying when you're like, you're going to (laughs) live. I try. I like, I'm not really, I don't really talk to my plants, but I do pet them. Wait, you pet them? Mm Mm-hmm. Describe petting your plant. Well, I like I'll rub their leaves in between my my pointer finger and my thumb thumb just very gently and sometimes I I'll be like you're a pretty little plant you're doing so well but usually it's just like a nice little or like you know a an over the hand sweep stroke of the leaves or whatever it kind wow. of plant it is I don't know so you're sending feel, them good vibes though well I'm hoping so yeah I I like. I hope that, you know, like any living thing or most or maybe some living things is more accurate. They like to be touched. Oh, I've never considered stroking my plants. (laughs) 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 Thanks, Engineer Dan. (laughs) I don't mean to murder them. They just don't like me for some reason. (laughs) Animals are much easier. (laughs) <laughs> I like that the like not the, the plants are living and breathing. I was gonna say the living breathing thing, but the like the complicated like the complicated emotional structure of your cat and dare I say dog are easier to you than than a house plant. They like, are. Yeah. I'm gonna give you my next philodendron Mitch cutting. You can't kill them. I've killed I've killed things that are apparently unkillable. We'll we'll see. We'll. You're going to say nice things only to it. I'm going to pet it, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So uh, I do want to chat a little bit about this album uh, in relation to Sasha, my spider plant, but also because we sat down to listen to it together because it was just too weird. And it's too great. Like the the album art on this is fantastic. It's like this beautiful little illustration of two people lovingly hugging a plant. And the album itself is green and it's it's a beautiful packaging. It comes with this book uh, and all the songs have little illustrations and cartoons. And before I go too much farther, I'll also mention this became really, really popular because somebody I've never heard of, but apparently is really like a big deal in music. Sorry, that's how much I know about music. But um, Mort Garson, I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, I, no. don't, I don't I've never heard of Mort. So Mort Garson was a composer uh, and an early electronic music pioneer. He worked with people like, ooh, subtle. Uh, he worked with people like Doris Day and was like like poised to really like 
skyrocket to the top, and then he got really into the occult and talking to your plant. He might have kept going after that. That's all I know about him. I mean, that sounds like my kind of weirdo, <laughs> really. Well, he he was one of the first people to make music with this thing called a moog, and he made electronic music for your plants, and it's specifically. The instructions are, it's for plants, not the people that own the plants. It's for your plants. It's supposed to make them happier. It's supposed to make them grow better. Happy plants, a healthy plant. So we did listen to this album. Yeah. And I'm, I've noticed looking at Sasha on the shelf up there. I was with you when you got Sasha. Yeah, we got Sasha from another green witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she's... She's sprouted. Yeah, she has <laughs> She has two very erect and long leaves that weren't there when, when you, when you no. took her home. She, she's grown quite a bit in general. You know, plants do that over a course of a month. But I did find it really fun that we sat down talking about, you know, the podcast and planning some episodes. And we listened to Plantasia to see what we thought of it. Mm-hmm. And then later that week, one of those two erections sprouted and it was noted, like there was a awkwardly noticeable difference in Sasha, like after playing the album versus like a comical difference. Yeah. (laughs) Which, which kind of made me like, like think about it and. I wouldn't wouldn't think listening to this album, and to be fair, even if it's for plants, plants have not a great taste in music. Like, it's not, it's fun, but it's not pleasing. I don't, like, I don't know how to describe, we'll play a little bit for you, but very short chunks, like less than 30 second chunks so we don't get in any trouble. But we'll play, like, or even smaller, says Engineer Dan. I hope we get to play a little for you. And if you can find it, I do recommend getting a copy, whether you believe that, like, playing it for your plants will make them happier and grow better or not. But, like, listen to, let's just listen to the description. So it's full, warm, beautiful mood music, especially composed to aid in the growing of your plants. Side one, Plantasia. Symphony for a spider plant. Baby's Tears Blues. Ode to an African violet concerto from Philodendron and Pothos. What was the name of our favorite Concerto, sorry. So side two is where it's like, side one's kind of this like moody, sad, whatever. Side two is where it gets jumping. So side two is Rhapsody in Green, Swinging (laughs) Sapatheliums. That's a, snake plants is what they're talking about. My favorite and yours, You Don't Have to Walk a Begonia. That is like a jumpy little beat. <laughs> it kind of sounds like the ice cream man is coming. Yeah, it's like it's ice cream music. It's great. There's also not to be a shunned mellowed mood for maiden hair and music to soothe the savage snake plant. So I guess a spath spathophilic. Ooh, S P A T H I P H Y L L U M S. They're swinging house plants of some sort. Words are hard when yeah, you have to man, read them. It's, they're, it's- <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> I I heard that as words are hard when you have to weed them. Oh, and no. I thought that was a great plant pun. <laughs> read them. I mean like hard words, difficult <laughs> words, like words like that where somebody isn't saying it to you first. And then there. you read it yeah. and you say it totally wrong. And right. then you're like, this is how you say it. And right. you say it to somebody and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I am... Uh... 
I am curious though, like I didn't think about this before I played the album. Um, but I, I, so I do talk to my plants, like they have names because I didn't want to call them the spider plant and, you know, and Mitch is named after a wrestling plant prop. Um, and I thought that was cute and funny at the time, but I talked to my outdoor plants too. So like you, sh- I, I swear maybe the singing neighbor was like a payback for when I planted my radish seedlings and my beet seedlings. So hundreds of seedlings all clumped together that you have to like separate out one by one and put them in the ground and be like, Ooh, it's okay. You'll miss your friends. It'll be fine. I sound like a crazy person. No, I don't think so. I think, <laughs> I think your neighbor probably sounds crazier and maybe her um, melodies are drifting over to your plants outside too. Maybe beneficial for both of you. Maybe if she stopped singing, the grapevine would stop growing in her yard. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, I'm curious now. I'm growing a celery plant. That's my third quote unquote house plant. Dude, I saw that. I saw you post it on Instagram and you planted that a week ago today. Or you put it in water a week ago today. And it's got little leaves and it's growing out the middle. I didn't think it would actually work. That was so fast. But maybe we'll play it some. uh, What do you think? What song do you think a celery plant would like? I think Rhapsody in Green. Yeah, I would go for Rhapsody in Green. That one sounds good. And let's play a little Rhapsody in Green and see, you know, how how that celery takes off. Dude, speaking of plants, um, we were talking earlier that, or you were saying earlier that we have a, a a new plant, a new herb to talk about today. And I like smoking shit. So I think that we should get rolling on that. What have we got going today? Smoking pun. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about sage. I think this is oh. a big one. I think we have a lot. To, you sound so disappointed. No, no. I'm <laughs> psyched about this. There's, like, you just, you said it, man. There's a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, there's a lot to cover to here. And we're like I had mentioned, you know, we're not going to get everything, uh, but we're going to, we're going to touch on a lot of stuff. And we're, like Lindsay said, maybe we'll do a little rolling. Little rose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna jump out for a sec, and we'll be right back. Chat with you about one of the most popular medicinal witchcraft herbs, sage. Soon, witches. Welcome back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed some of that Plantasia. Um, like we mentioned, we are going to chat a little bit about sage. Uh, now, before we really get started and deep dive into this, I think we both wanted to just sort of mention that there's a lot here to cover and we're just going to scratch the surface of it. I think we could spend a good five in-depth episodes talking only about sage and still probably not hit all the interesting facts and uses and history of it. 
But I'm sure as it comes to pass with all of our herbal segments, question on everyone's mind at the moment. Totally. Totally. The question is, can you smoke it? You can! Yeah! <laughs> Witches! You can. Um, so, here's the little bit that I know about smoking sage. Um, you can. I think we're all familiar. Most people are familiar with the traditional white prairie sage that is used in smudge sticks and, and that type of practice. Uh so it clearly smokes. In terms of inhaling that smoke, you can't. It is used in different medicinal blends for different purposes. Actually, one of them is including asthma, oddly enough. Oh. Uh, much like the mullen, uh, it has lung properties. But uh, everything that I have read tells me this doesn't taste good. So I'm going to let Lindsay light first. Oh, I'm so <laughs> in for this. Ready? Ready? One thing we noticed when we were getting this ready, so we bought some um, dried sage. I do grow sage. <laughs> the holy shit! <laughs> the look on your oh. face was priceless. It is so harsh. It's even harsher than the mullen. Fuck. Oh god. So, <laughs> I I am going to try this as well. I think that's fair. But. <sighs> Everything that I've read about smoking sage is that you should blend it with other things. That you take a little tiny bit and you include it in a blend with mugwort and mullein and other things like this. And at one point, um, I'm sure soon in the future, we'll make our own little blend to try uh, purifying or dream blend. But uh, we wanted to try the each individual herb. Uh, on its own to have an understanding of what its properties are before we start mixing it with a bunch of stuff. So I'm going to give it a try. Dude, totally give it a try. So the the flavor isn't particularly bad, but it is really harsh, really harsh on the lungs. Now, when I was rolling it, the the whole dried leaf smells really, really nice. But as soon as you grind it up, it gets a really weird scent. This tastes like smoking a Christmas tree. Kind of, a little bit, yeah. I get such a... I, I'm flabbergasted. I really like it. Yeah, the flavor isn't bad at all. It, so sage smells in a very distinct kind of way, but it tastes in this fashion totally different than the way it smells. I'm feeling a slightly different... I'm, we can't really call it a high because it's not really high, but you definitely like feel a little weird afterwards. It's slightly different than the mugwort. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely different feeling than the mugwort. Engineer's Dan, engineer Dan's turn. Um, it definitely has a little bit of a heady feel. I think yeah, that's more than anything. Headier. It's um, because you know I don't smoke on my day to day basis. I think a lot of things now, if I if I smoke it, have that sort of heady feeling, and I definitely get that from the uh, get that feeling from smoking the sage. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, it has, but it ha like I can't get over the taste. It has this really nice, like piney eucalyptusy medicinal christmasy flavor but it's, but it's familiar too it is it's very fam like it's very familiar and i and think my comforting. brain is like scrambling to place the flavor because i like the smell and i i felt like the first inhale i took 
Very nice. So sorry. <laughs> so sorry. The first sorry. inhale. I never apologize for burping on this show. No, but you were talking and it just came out. I'm sorry. I'm always talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I felt like the first inhale had this like really medicinal feel to it more so than like mullen or mugwort the first feel like it felt like it coated the whole way down my throat in this sort of like medicinally eucalyptusy like you know that feeling when you rub like eucalyptus stuff on your chest yeah. and like it that's sort like of the, the way it felt yeah, yeah 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 that's sort of the way it felt which surprises me in smoking but not in terms of uses of sage so as we mentioned at the top of this, we're not going to cover all of the things Sage has to offer, but I do want to chat a little bit about a few of the like more medicinal things and then talk a little bit about some of the spiritual um, side of things. I just got some like, it is a little vegetal too. A little bit, a little bit. I'm getting it more now after the initial like light and, and paper in the lungs and all of that shit. So, uh, in doing a little bit of reading on sage, and uh, I feel like sage is one of those things where, like, everybody thinks they know all the things about sage, and then you read, and then you're like, I, I don't know anything about sage. But in, in doing a little read on sage, um, I learned that on the medicinal side of things, it has properties that go beyond anything I would have ever expected. One of the quotes that I read in my apothecary book was that like you could basically fill that entire book with uses only on sage. Uh, wow. Yeah. So it's a very important plant in herbal folklore, in herbal medicine, in uh, pra different practices of witchcraft and being a green witch. I'm going to focus a little bit more on some of the green witchcraft stuff. Now, hearkening back, you did mention that it was used for asthma. Um, <clears throat> my lungs actually feel pretty clear right now. Like, strangely yeah. clear. Yeah, and like like I said... Like it, and I smoke a lot of stuff. Yeah. So... It has this, like, like opening feeling in my yeah, throat. Yeah, it's weird. We like the whole puff, puff, pass <laughs> thing here. <laughs> so, um... I'm going to jump right to one of the favorite things, actually. I'm going to jump around a little bit today. But one of the favorite things that I found on um, on Sage was actually a Sage Gargle. And in the spirit realm of, like, uh, it's asthma and good lung health and throat health, uh, it's also used as an oral wash. Um, you can use it. It's an antibacterial, basically. Um, and, uh, you can make a sage gargle and it's basically, um, for treatment of cold and sore throats, magical associations are wisdom, protection, and purification, which we'll talk a little bit more about in a bit. Um, but it's essentially boiled water and sage, uh, steep it for about seven minutes. So you make a sage tea and then when it is cool enough to drink, but still hot, um, you, you know, drink about a cup of it and that's supposed to really help relieve sore throat. So I'm excited to follow up on this later this winter when I have a sore throat and we're trying to record because I'm definitely going to give this a try. I have, we have lots of sage from good friends in uh, California that sent this to us, but, um, I have some of my own growing in my garden. Now I have two varieties. I have the, your normal or your more common, I suppose, uh, white prairie sage. 
that's the sage you see in the grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have pineapple sage. Oh, I've never heard of pineapple sage. Yeah, it looks, um, it's not as fuzzy looking. It's, uh, the leaves are a little more shiny and green and it has a sort of citrusy flavor, but not citrusy in like oranges, citrusy in the same way that like the hops that taste like pineapple, it's got that kind of pineapple-y flavor. Interesting. What can that be used for? So I use it, I grow it and use it for cooking. Okay. Um, You can dry it and smoke it as well. So I'd love to do some of that. My plant's very small and you should only ever take a third of the plant that you're trying to harvest from. So that would be like two leaves from this tiny little baby right now. So we probably won't be smoking my pineapple sage this year, but maybe next year. Maybe next year. Yeah, totally. So uh, I'm going to run through a little laundry list here. Give me one second on sage things that you can use for medicinal so uh, one of the big things is it is a mood improver Uh, now this was something that like I felt went really hand in hand with some of the like uh, more spiritual elements Uh, but it is uh, there's been several studies done that it it can be used to treat anxiety depression uh, and certain mood disorders Um, It it helps soothe stress. So I think those two things don't always go hand in hand, of course, but um, can go hand in hand or one can sort of trigger or spur the other. And um, it is supposed to be a great ally against stress in that uh, it can, there's a compound in the salvia uh, or sage family of plants that activates certain receptors in the brain. And these receptors are responsible for elevating mood levels, reducing stress, and even alleviating pain. Okay. That, I mean, that's, I definitely feel less stressed for sure. Well, that could be because you're it, hanging out with me. Well, yeah, the definitely <laughs> that. And also the alcohol I have consumed. But. <laughs> Probably also that. <laughs> but, but my lungs definitely feel clear that yeah. I can say for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, it's supposed to like as taken as a gargle. Um, it's good for mouth sores, which are like little canker sores, oh. um, gum disease and sore throats. Uh, as I mentioned, calming anxiety. One of the ones that I was not expecting is it can be used to dissolve blood clots. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. It has such um, a strong like cardiovascular effect that um, in some forms of herbal uh, medicine, you can like take it in pill form, I think, and it can be used to reduce painful varicose veins. Wow. Yeah. Uh, So, and then there's, I I mean, I'm looking at two full pages of just a list. There's so many things that it can be used for medicinally that it kind of like, it's really impressive um, that so like so little is talked about, uh, I think, in the realm of like medicinal uses and things that you can do for yourself. I think, honestly, what's the first thing you think of when you think of sage? The first thing I think of when I think of sage is smudging. Mine is chicken. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Which is neither right, like neither one of those answers is right or wrong. They're both, in fact, I think they're both equally right. Uh, Because most people, like the common associations with it are like your uh, your smudge sticks uh, or food uses, which like it's the predominant spice in poultry blends. 
Okay. I mean, I've definitely like fried sage at home to use in dishes before, but it's because I like, like I said earlier, I don't belong in the kitchen. I should <laughs> not be there. I do my best, but I shouldn't be there. Sure. So I, you know, for, for me, it's, it's not cooking that I think of first with, but for you, absolutely. You definitely belong in the kitchen. So I want to chat a little bit about um, some of the spiritual side of things for like when you think of sage and your uses and experiences with sage, uh, you know, what, like aside from smudge stick, like what are some of the things that like you think of when you think of sage or like, so sage for me has always been a cleansing tool, but with that comes a little bit of guilt because there's always for me, the guilt of native appropriation with it. Sure. I think that um, that's something that we want to chat a little bit about uh, in that uh, it's <clears throat> uh, sage is a very um, powerful, useful tool in a lot of not only Native American uh, practices, rituals, uh, but also various types of um, religious practices in, amongst the world, not only with pagan traditions or witchcraft, but you know, it's very um, embedded in many people's cultures. Absolutely. And it's become very popularized as, you know, smudge sticks and crystals and everything like that right now are very, very popular um, for people that don't know a lot about where it comes from. And I would say, you know, I think guilt is fine, um, you know, if that's what you're feeling. But I would say that it's important to have respect for the things that you're using. Absolutely. And that's why I still allow myself to use it because I do practice respect for for traditions of cultures that it is it's very important to. Uh, and the, I know very little, I suppose, about uh, a lot of the different practices. Some um, Native American traditions use it, some don't. Um, it's not a blanket yes. for, for everyone, but uh, I know that the way that it's used is very different, not only um, to like tribe to tribe, but also, you know, sort of in like sort of in general, like we see like a sage stick and we wave it around and we did the mugwort thing mm -hmm. uh, last episode and uh, to Traditionally, sage sticks very similar use, whereas the more um, traditional spiritual use of it is to actually like burn it um, loose in a shell or plant, like put a, a stick in the ground and then allow the smoke to waft up over you mm -hmm. and use your hands to sort of spoon it over you and cleanse your body with it, cleanse your spirit with it. Um, and I, I really like that just seems so beautiful to me. There's something about that that I really I like the the intention there i like the imagery there like there's um i i think that there's a moment of like it, like introverted peace with the sage smoke using it that way oh absolutely i agree it's 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 beautiful in its ritual use um it's beautiful in its ceremony um <clears throat> i believe that native americans did use it in addition as as a smudge stick in circumstances, but the guilt comes from the U S government's oppression of the native Americans ritual use of it. So that's where that is. It's not something I know a ton about. It's not something that I think that we should dive into. I just think that it should be known that it is something that we think about when we use it. I think that that's um, a really 
like that is a really fascinating topic in and of itself for a future episode uh, because not just the use of sage in the U.S., but also um, medicinal folk medicine and witchcraft in general has been banned, ostracized, punished all over the world, here, there, and everywhere um, in some form or another. So I think that's you know a, certainly an interesting topic to um, do a little bit more real heavy lifting research about and, and share in the future episode for sure. For sure. I think we have a lot of history lessons to cover in the future. Because I think it's really important to to be respectful. Like when we harvest plants, we take a third. We give respect and thanks to uh, the energy and the spirit of the plant that's you know providing for us. But everything that that I do as a green witch and that we do in spiritual rituals and in our own personal practices comes from somewhere. Like there's like this isn't something that, you know, I might do an intuitive reading, but that gift, that practice, that ritual has come from people that know so much more f- than us and have come before. And so giving respect and thanks and honoring uh, those witches and um, spiritualists and shamans and healers that have come before us through millennia is really, really important. It's a little overwhelming sometimes to think about, but it's really, really important in the long run. It can be. And I think that in your own ritual use, it doesn't necessarily need to be something that's said, but as long as the thought is there and the respect is there, you're good to go. Absolutely. So uh, in, in regards to sage, you know, again, there's a lot there. Uh, There's a lot of uses in different cultures all over the world, medicinally, spiritually. I think I'd love to sort of close our mini chapter on sage, which uh, we've now discovered is quite pleasant to smoke, uh, in that from a green witch perspective, um, sage is most important in healing, longevity, psychic awareness, protection, and good health. It's a very harmonious uh, sort of come together herb uh, to you know a wholesome, healthy, happy life. And I think that... I would wish that for you, Lindsay. And and I would wish that for you, Roni. And we'd li- wish that for all of our listeners. So don't be afraid. Uh, maybe try smoke a little sage if you want. Enjoy the smoke burning in a bowl. Put it in some chicken. <laughs> Whatever feels right to you in your practice. But uh, next time I'd love to talk a little bit more about that, like roots and like where sort of where our practices come from and and our own intentions in that. I'm cool with that. I agree. What do you think, witches? Send us an email at 5C2Ppod at Gmail. So, Ronnie, do you want to hear a spooky story? Uh, always. Well, yesterday I was at work and I had this weird feeling uh i work at a bar i bartend i serve people all night but but behind the bar i had this weird weird feeling for a couple of hours and it was it was not necessarily a foreboding feeling but a weird like kind of tight in the chest kind of heart pounding feeling that doesn't usually happen to me 
um, and I thought that something was wrong or that something was going to happen. So I'm going on like this for a couple of hours, trying to not freak out, and eventually I go into the kitchen to eat my dinner. And I'm in the kitchen, and I walk in, I set my food down on the table that we eat in there, and I pick up my fork, and all of a sudden, this gigantic pot flies off of a shelf right at me and lands at my feet. I'm maybe two to three feet away from this shelf. Super weird, super crazy, and after this happened, the feeling that I was feeling all night went away. That's super creepy. Totally That's went away. super creepy. It was so weird, and I have to wonder if that feeling that I was feeling had anything to do with, like, sometimes I get kind of intuitive, not just with people, but with situations, and, and most of the time what I'm feeling ends up being correct. And I think that I get this from my mother. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Do you have any any familial ties to intuition or anything like that? Yeah, uh, I, I do. In kind of a weird and roundabout way, my mom has had several experiences uh, that you know I have. I, I believe I have permission to share, but I'd love to round back with her and make sure that it's cool for me to chat with all of you. Uh, listeners about before I go blabbing. So why don't we chat about that next time? Familial, matriarchal, honoring the witches that came before us uh, segment next time. And our gifts. I agree. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, until then. Till next time, witches. No Nazis. No pervs. <laughs>